0: Hey, listeners, it's your host, Aisha. So this week's episode is all about the harp. We've got a harp duo called Beyond Pluck that tells you basically the whole history of the harp and uh, how it works, the repertoire, etc. This episode is also a multimedia extravaganza. So even if you listen to us through iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, something like that, make sure you go to our website at houstonpublicmedia.org slash classroom. You can see the article for this episode there, and in it you will find videos. We've got Beyond Pluck's latest video, plus we've got behind-the-scenes videos of the ladies recording in the studio with their giant harps. Uh, We'll also be sharing this stuff on Twitter. And by the way, that's how we connected with uh, Paula and Rachel, through Twitter, and that's how we put this episode together So, it's a lesson to you all. If you're a a musician, a composer, what have you, and you're interested in being on the show, and you do it through Twitter, maybe we'll put you on. Who can say? Anyway, we hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, make sure that you go to iTunes and rate, review us, and subscribe to us because it's super cool when you do. All right, enjoy the episode. My name is Daisha Clay. I'm the audio librarian here at Classical 917. While I'm a real librarian, I have a deep, dark secret. I know very little about classical music. I grew up listening to rock. And I know something about jazz. But when it comes to classical... But I really want to learn. So, every week on this show, a classical music expert will give me a piece of classical music they think I should know. And then we'll discuss it. Come learn with me in the Classical Classroom. Hello everyone and welcome to the Classical Classroom. I'm Daisha Clay and here with me today are the members of Beyond Pluck. They're a harp duo that's been together since 2010. It's uh, Paula Bressman and Rachel Miller. In addition to uh, the classical harp repertoire, Beyond Pluck plays pop music and collaborates with scientists and artists as well as symphonies and schools. And I am really secretly hoping today that they'll play their version of Barracuda at some point. Uh, (laughs) Paula is principal harpist of Orchestra Kentucky Bowling. Green and Gateway Chamber Orchestra she performs with lots of other ensembles as well. she's also harp faculty uh, sorry the harp faculty at Belmont University. Rachel is principal harpist of Southwest Michigan Symphony Orchestra and of the Binghamton Philharmonic She's worked with many symphonies and ensembles and she is also a harp teacher uh, Rachel and Paula welcome to the classical classroom
1: Thank you thanks for having us
0: and what are you going to be teaching me about today
1: the harp. Oh, hey, that'd be great! (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's kind of interesting because, as harpists, there are a couple questions that you get all the time um, when people see us wheeling these large instruments around. Uh And and usually the first question is...
2: Don't you wish you played the piccolo?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you just want to smack people when they say that?
2: Right, of course! We chose this (laughs) instrument because we love the sound and how it... I mean, we don't care. We're moving around 90-pound instruments.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then usually the second question is, um, how did you start and mm-hmm. how heavy is it? So we figured we would address a few of those questions for you. I would love that. Just because then it gets us started on the actual physical instrument of the harp. I,
0: my first question would be, do fairies follow you everywhere? <laughs>
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> <I> mean, <that's... laughs> and sometimes the occasional unicorn. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> <That>
0: is... <laughs> See, I understand why you play it already. That's... Okay, yeah. I, start from the beginning. I mean, I know nothing about this instrument. I am a complete blank slate. So so start from, I mean, what does it look like? How big is it?
2: So the harp today is about 90 pounds, about six feet tall at the column, which is the, the taller end. Um, we sit behind the shorter end, which is a little bit, Less than six feet, probably like five. Yeah. It has 47 strings. Mm-hmm. They are made of um, nylon, gut, and wire
1: wrapped oh. gut. Mm. So, depending on where on the harp, so the, the longer the string, the thicker it needs to be in order to stay there. Mm-hmm. So, the lowest strings will be the metal ones, and then the highest strings would be the nylon ones. Oh, gotcha. Okay.
0: Like, how long has the harp been around?
2: It's one of the oldest instruments in the world. Mm -hmm. It kind of, people say it probably came from uh, bow and arrow and it kind of had its origins there. Huh. You find ancient harps in burial sites in the Middle East, in Africa, oh. in Ireland. So all these different cultures were developing harps at the same time independently. Sure, some people probably migrated and brought the instruments with them, uh-huh. but it's just this idea of having strings connected to two posts um, and building tension to make different pitches. It was kind of a universal thing. Yeah, And throughout history, it's gone through many forms. Um, yeah.
1: yeah, so for for example, the, the instrument that we play today and the ones that we're playing for you mm-hmm. are concert grand pedal harps, which is the standard cool. harp that you'll find in the orchestra okay. because it's a chromatic instrument. And by that, I mean, you know how the piano has the white and the black keys. Right. Well, these earlier instruments, these earlier harps were very limited with which notes they could play because they could only fit so many strings on it or it was just physically smaller. Mm-hmm. So we're limited with what we can play as well. Um, Until around, I would say, Paula, like maybe the Mm mid-1800s, the modern harp came around and we have Seven Pedals which I don't know if many people know this about the harp, but the seven pedals are what make the harp really difficult. <laughs> oh. okay. So basically the seven pedals are for the seven different pitches in the scale, so C, D, E, F, G, A, mm. B, C, and then back to the beginning. So each pedal is attached to each note name of the scale, and how that works, the, the pedal is at the bottom the base of the harp, and then attached to metal rods that go up that column that Paula was talking about, the six-foot column. Mm-hmm. And then the curve of the harp actually is the mechanism of the harp. It looks really pretty, but it's actually very technical up there. Yeah. each There's like miniature little arms in the curved part of the harp that attach to all these little discs that wow. are on each string. And each string has two discs each that move half step. And I'm so sorry if I've lost you at this point. No, no. Wait, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put some pictures up
0: with this, with this interview. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, that would be great because, I mean, honestly, there's nothing... It, it's really cool to see it move. Uh-huh. Like right now, I'm moving my C pedal, for example. And if I move um, the pedal into the first notch, my string will be in flat. Okay. So here's a C flat, for example, right? Yeah. And then there's a second notch, which moves at a half step, which will make it a C natural. Mm-hmm. And then the last notch, or the third notch, which will move at another half step, will be a C sharp. Okay. And so, technically, each of our strings can play three different pitches. So, C flat, C natural, C sharp. Mm-hmm. Which is why the harp can make chords, because we can double notes. Uh-huh. Okay. So, you know how an F natural is technically the same sound as an E sharp. Sure, sure. But it's just a different <laughs> yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I do but know that. But because I have an E string and an F string, and I can make my E string a sharp, mm-hmm. so here's my E going to a sharp, and I can keep my F a natural, yeah. I've ha- I have a doubled note here. Uh-huh. But those are two different places to play the same pitch. Mm-hmm. So I can double notes all over, the, all over the harp, which is how you get this sound. That's so cool. And then the fairies come out. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah.
0: Wow. I had no idea. It was so complicated.
1: It is. And you know, if you ever get a chance to, if you're ever in Chicago and have a couple hours that you want to kill, mm-hmm. I would really recommend going to the Lion and Healy um, Harp Factory. Huh. They have a tour for anybody. Um, that basically shows how these instruments are made, and it's fascinating.
0: Well, okay, so so the kind that tell me tell me the kind that you're playing again. It's like a grand. So we're playing the concert grand
2: pedal harp. Concert um, grand this, pedal harp. Okay. Yeah, and that's the kind that you see on every orchestral stage, every yeah. harp soloist. And you know, still, even though these harps have progressed over time and and had different forms, mm-hmm. there are still different forms of the harp coexisting it's not that one is more advanced necessarily than the other it's Uh just different there are lever harps that also bend the pitches of the strings that's what i was going to ask is
0: like is there anything other than the gigantic variety that you play (laughs)
2: Yeah, I guess. You can get harps, you know, like 10 strings, 32 strings, 26 strings, Mm -hmm. um, and they're more like 20, 30 pounds. So I actually teach a lot of students who want to play that harp and don't want to play the pedal harp, and it's it's great in its own right.
0: What's the difference in the sound? Is one, like, is the smaller
2: harp more limited? Is it... Um, You couldn't play, say, like orchestral repertoire or um, really chromatic music on the lever harp just because instead of using your feet to bend the pitches, you actually have to reach up with your hand and pull a lever to tighten the string. So you remove your your hand from the harp um, to actually get those sharps. And also you can only move the string one way. So you can't make flats and sharps on the same oh. string um, because you can only move them by half step instead of the whole step that you can with your feet. Wow. Another thing is the range is shorter. So you'll only have a few octaves instead of, you know, the six and a half octaves that we have on the concert grand pedal harp. But it's different. I mean, it's a brighter sound. A lot of people play Celtic music. Oh,
1: okay. um, Folk music. You'll see it in like indie bands. Right. Pop yeah. is great. I love taking
2: my little harp up to to play in clubs because clubs usually aren't great for, like, rolling in your huge, massive instrument. <laughs> <Right. So>. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the yeah.
0: kind of harp that you play, that you guys play, is, is like, it's like a full-body experience, it sounds like, because your feet are completely employed in the playing, and it's and it's huge, it's tall. And, like, I mean, I've, I've watched harpists play at, at the symphony, and, I mean, it seems like... I mean, you're really using the entire length of your arm span. Your feet are going. It, it sounds like it's a very physical
1: yes, instrument. Yes, and which is why it's kind of cool to watch.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I think that's why... I started playing. I don't know about you, Paula. I can't remember your story. I right like now. the
2: big dresses. Like she go likes <laughs> the big dresses.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just thought it was I, okay. Fine. I like the big dresses I mean, too. Yeah. All little girls. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, I think uh, aesthetically speaking, it's both striking to look at yeah. and then also really intriguing to watch being played because you're right. It's very physical. Yeah. Um, you have to move in order to get it to happen.
0: Yeah. So. Um, and you can make very grandiose gestures, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can be so dramatic. <laughs> Harp dancing. Um, so can you can you guys play a little bit? I'd love to hear examples of what you're talking about. Yeah.
1: So today we actually brought a, a favorite, a classical favorite. Um, this is the Toccata and Fugue in D minor by Bach. We're just going to play the toccata the for you and then the end of the feud, just because just for time's sake. Okay. But this is arranged by Marguerite Lynn Williams. She is principal harp with the Chicago Lyric Opera. This is a great arrangement um, because she used both harps equally, we think. Okay. So it's really fun to play okay. together. All right. <laughs> stop and we're going to skip to the end.
0: That was awesome. <laughs> that was so great. I have so thanks, many questions.
1: Thanks. Okay,
0: <laughs> okay. So first of all, I was wondering when you were playing, uh, if if like, do you do you use some sort of um, pick? Do you do you wear
2: picks on your fingers or or? So mm-hmm. actually we play with the the pads of our fingers okay. and we build up calluses, especially mm-hmm. if we're practicing consistently. Sometimes if we've been on break, you come back and you get blisters, but you, our, our fingers really kind of feel like plastic. <laughs> 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 really, really, you don't want to touch them. <laughs> no. Our nails are really short. We have to file the tips of our fingers off sometimes if they get too, if the calluses get too thick. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. Um, it's interesting you ask about picks, though, because, you know, there is another style of harp playing that you'll find in South America, in Argentina specifically, <laughs> where they they actually do grow out their fingernails and they play with their nails. Oh, wow. um, so if you, I don't know, if you just want to like go around on YouTube one day and look up South American harp playing, it's yeah. really quite fascinating. It's a completely different way of playing. But really, really, really beautiful. The the other question that I had was that I heard, like,
0: there there was some, um, uh, I forget the words for it, but like the sustain, like the notes were sustained for a while, and then in other parts they were very truncated, it was very short. Do right, you have right. pedals like the the
2: piano to to make that happen? We actually don't. We already you know we already have the seven pedals for our chromaticism. So uh-huh. <laughs> there were some harp uh, models where builders tried to make an extra pedal for sustaining and dampening, but yeah. it was just too much, um, a kind of an unwieldy thing. Now we actually the harp has no sustain pedals, so we actually it has this natural resonance and it'll ring and ring and ring forever. And when you want that dampened sound that you heard, uh-huh. you actually have to. Start Stop the string vibration with your hand, with the oh. palm of your hand, okay. um, or you can do individual strings with your fingertip. Um, gotcha. But yeah, in general, it'll just ring forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's its natural
0: state is yeah. to just yeah, exactly. to just ring. Wow, and that that piece—it's funny because we um, we did a, a Halloween episode with uh, this guy Keith Weber. He's an organist, and we played. Uh, he played on this big, giant, two-story pipe organ. He played the same piece and it was just horrifying and and like <laughs> listening to you guys play just now it was like a completely different experience it sounded so it, it made it sound downright
1: lovely it was yeah i think that's what's um so interesting about being able to play um different transcriptions on the harp yeah. is is you yes it's the same piece but it's a different experience yeah um so you know you you hear different little patterns or different uh, harmonies that maybe you wouldn't hear as much on the organ. Yes, we're missing that grandiose power and yeah. almost fear of the organ. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. It's a different experience. No,
0: it was great. It was like hearing the piece in a, an entirely different way. Um, mm-hmm. Really cool. Well, So you said uh, you told me earlier that you also brought uh, a piece that was composed by um, a more contemporary person.
2: Um, new right music? so exactly and we love new music um, <laughs> we're always making composer friends to to write write things for us um, but this piece is called Parvis and it's by a composer named Bernard Andres and uh-huh. he lives in France um, and is a harpist himself so it's very nice to have this piece that just fits you know in our hands yeah.
1: um, really naturally you can tell that he has an intimate knowledge of, of playing the harp. So yeah. that's what's fun about it. Huh. Um, yeah. But another reason why we wanted to share this piece with you is it comes in two parts. We're going to play a little bit of the first part and a little bit of the second part. Okay. The first part is kind of eerie, maybe reminiscent of a funeral procession. The mm-hmm. second part is this wild and crazy dance. But the first part in particular has a couple special effects that, that are unique to the harp that we yeah. wanted to share with you today harmonics are not unique to any instrument, but they sound particularly cool on the harp. So for example <laughs> <gasps> That is cool. Right? It's kind yeah. of uh you know it's a very different texture. So yeah. you hear a little bit of that. Um you'll hear us playing with our fingernails, which I think I'll just let you pick it out okay. and then um, Paula is actually playing a melody in the lower part of the harp using a tuning fork okay. um, it'll sound like this oh wow you know so cool. sometimes composers make us use different hardware on the instrument <laughs> um, <laughs> and sometimes they're kind of weird and sometimes it's cool you know yeah. in this case we think it's kind of cool so yeah. here is a little bit of Harvis okay skip to the dance. It was amazing, a little crazy <laughs> yeah
0: that was that was so it was so uh spooky, and, and like you said, macabre, it was like a completely different side of the harp. my mind is totally blown,
1: right, it's so that's crazy. why we wanted to share it, um yeah. because the harp can be so many different characters. We mm-hmm. love being the pretty fairy harp that we all yeah. know. Um but you know there's also some cool stuff that we can do that we don't hear very often. So
0: Yeah, it reminded me of uh the music for like a, a Tim Burton movie or or like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, thanks you guys. I, so you guys have just made a music video. Uh tell me
1: about this and then and then I'd love to hear some of the piece. Yeah. Um so you know Paula and I we love classical music. We love modern harp music as we all discussed, but we also love pop. Um, Something that the harp doesn't seem to be doing as often as we would like is being in the pop scene. Um, Mm. You know, you see a few really great pop uh, harpists, but there aren't a lot of them. Um, So Paula and I just kind of fell into making arrangements. Um, Paula, back one Christmas, just arranged Baba O'Reilly. She's like, Rach, I stayed up all night and I had this music in my head and let's play it. Here's your part. (laughs) (laughs)
2: and then from there we just kept going because it's so fun to figure out these these pop songs on the harp um and it also helps us reach a wider audience we have our youtube channel and um we love to share uh our music with people and that's a great way to plat a
1: great platform to reach people
2: i'll have to put links to that um,
0: in your article for this episode yeah
1: and then how, I guess, how music videos roped into that is we were just like, okay, you know, what's the next thing? How do we get people to listen to our stuff? And, mm. you know, what's the first thing people do when they hear of a new artist? They're like, oh, are they on YouTube? Uh-huh. So that's, that's why we do the videos. Nice. So this last one, we actually, it's not on iTunes yet, and the video won't come out until February, but you're the 1st to hear you're the first. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so lucky. Um... <laughs> I don't know if you like Rihanna, but we do. Who doesn't like Rihanna? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Thank you. clubs do you just that's the plan oh my god you should yeah we was getting <laughs> started like all my friends
0: <laughs> oh good
1: we'll invite you the first yeah. actual show we do you know we we do little shows here and there um yeah. but we're putting we're putting together a pop rock show right nice. now um so yeah we'll invite you
0: that's very cool, and and you know, while I would love to keep talking about the harp, I realize that we have run out of time. So, so Paula and Rachel of Beyond Pluck, thank you guys so much for being here today. This has been so cool.
2: Yeah, thanks for having thanks. us. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, take care. You too. You too.
0: All right, everybody. That does it for this very harp episode of Classical Classroom. For more Classroom, go to houstonpublicmedia.org/classroom. You can follow us on Tumblr. Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and if you listen on iTunes, make sure to rate and review us because you are a swell person and that's just what you do. Um, you can send me an email at, at houstonpublicmedia.org. Thanks today to Todd, Tragically Hip, Hulse for making us sound good. Thanks to program director Sinjin Flynn for being a big, bright, shining star. Thanks to editor Mark Claudio for his piercing no-no-no cat eyes. Thanks to Paula and Rachel of Beyond Plug for being here today. Uh, Thanks to uh, Sound Images in Cincinnati for recording them. Thanks to me for saying words. Most of all, thanks to you for listening. We'll catch you next time.